Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's a Wednesday edition of Spits and Suds on 105.3 The Fan. I'm Gavin Spittle, and joined by two-time Stanley Cup winner, a man who knows how to turn it on this time of year. It's one of your favorite all-time Dallas stars, Craig Ludwig. How are you, Luds? I am very good, Gavin. What's going on in your world? Man, so, you know, that cheerleader label, so I got to be careful, but at the same time, um, you know, watching... The, the <laughs> that game are you still are you still hung up on that uh yeah i kind of well i am it's he's in my head galardi's in my head now well um, listen i gotta tell you something so yesterday i'm doing my little podcast right yes and i'm doing it with bob Sturm. yes and oh. that same line came up and we was just talking yeah and we were, i don't i don't remember how it came up and he goes you know basically the same thing you're talking about but Man, you guys got some thin skin around here. We're breaking up. You, so you're having you're having other people on, but not me. Well, I got you on the list. Okay, good, 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 good. I, I got to turn that. I got to turn that piece of paper upside down. I'm available. I will buy dinner afterwards. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. You got the corporate card. All right. <laughs> okay, so listen, you're the professional, but here's what I'm seeing. And I I just see a team that's not coming out with energy necessary. It really reminds me of previous years. And I I don't mean to be simplistic, Luds, but at the same time, I'm I'm frustrated by the lack of checking. I'm frustrated by the lack of physicality. I'm frustrated by the, like, I get it. Thatcher Demko made some good saves. But we can't continue to say these goalies keep stealing the show when we're not in the dirty area creating screens. We're giving it's like it's like the power play that I was watching. It's like if you keep shooting from the corners, yes, the goalie's going to save it because it's clean looks. So it's, uh yeah, it's <clears throat> it would be concerning, especially at the time of the year it is, you know, because we always talk about, you know, you start getting into that 20 to 15 game mark, you're, you're trying to get your game in, in order, you know, heading into the playoffs. And, you know, again, nothing's guaranteed as far as the playoffs. I mean, when you look at the, as you, when you look at the Western conference, um, you know, you, you've been in that number one spot or at least real close to it all year long. And, and then I look at, and so I think sometimes in your head, you're going, yeah, we're going, we're getting into the playoffs. We're going to do this and that. And then put on top of it in the last four or five games, you've played, uh, what was it? Vancouver, Chicago, Columbus, 
some teams, I guess some player people would call them trap games. And, and I always, <clears throat> I always get, I have a hard time with the, the phrase trap game because a trap is something that's unexpected. Well, you know who you're playing and you know what the other team's record is, but you know, there are times when they're hard to get up for. And you just think that not to say going through the motions is something players never like to hear, but you feel that, you know, you're a good team and, you know, you're on your, <clears throat> you're in your own building and, regardless of where you are you that you can you know you can win these games and that's the concerning part um and I think sometimes you can look too far ahead and maybe that's what's going on with Dallas right now um but yeah I mean I mean the whole part they're good and good and bad news I was talking to somebody a couple of days ago and they were talking about you know getting behind they were down a couple of goals to this team a couple of goals to that team <clears throat> that is that's concerning and you know the old cliche is starting on time and but you look at the other side of the coin, they've got the ability to come back. We've seen that all year long. This team can be down by, you know, a couple goals, sometimes three goals, and they can claw their way back in. And, um, you know, if they if they weren't having issues in the in the overtime slash shootout this year, um, how many of those games could they have won? You know, if you could dial the clock back to last year when they sure. were good at that part of the game. Um, so anyway, <clears throat> I, I agree with you. I, and, and again, I think for, for a coaching staff, you know, it, it's, I guarantee that there's things that they talk about every single day and what do we got to do? I mean, they've had a, this club has had a really good team. Um, you know, how do, how do we just tweak it and, and steer them a little bit to where we're um, looking up there? But then at the end of the day, I look inside the room all the time, you know, and it's, uh, it's what your, it's what your leadership group is about, about, you know, turning those kind of things around and getting it in the right direction. Yeah. So the, the little things that I look at, you know, I went back and watched and while Hughes made an amazing backhand pass um, to score one of the Canucks goals, I think what we need to remember, the goal happened because of Hockenpah with a needless icing where he did have some room. He was getting some pressure, but he just basically shot the puck too hard. Sagan couldn't grab it. It's icing. It goes down the other end. No one thinks about it. The next thing you know, Vancouver scores a goal. So it's those little things. I did have one question on that, on the three-on-three, when uh, Vancouver scored. Miro had his stick. I'm trying to now act like Miro if there was a camera on me. So he had his stick to the right side. Should he have been blocking that passing lane over to the left? Anytime. It's funny. (laughs) Uh, two days ago, I used some examples with our players and it was the Suter play. It was the Miro play from the Chicago game. And there were a couple two-on-ones, obviously a couple good players in Kane and Domi that were making some passes. And it was just the way that they were defending. And, and then I followed it up. Um, yesterday I was watching the Pittsburgh St. Louis game. Uh, I believe that would have been Saturday afternoon. And what I showed our, our defenseman was stick position and how all good defensemen have a long stick and, and you give the forward something to think about stick on puck is what, it, what I think a lot of people call it, but too many players don't understand how, <laughs> what a weapon is and not, not from a injury standpoint, but how, how big of a weapon your stick can be. Um, a lot of it is about body position, but that stick gets to places a second before you actually do. And, and so, yeah, so I agree with you. Um, 
it, it, it always comes back as the guy coming down on his offside on a goaltender, you know, where is he and, and how do you communicate with your goaltenders in practice and games? And what is your goaltender? There, there's times, I mean, I've had goalies say, Hey, just get out of the way. I'll take that shot. And sometimes when you do something for a long time, it's hard to adjust to things like that when a new goaltender comes in. And that's not the case here, but yeah, at, at this point in their careers, they should, they should know number one, who you're playing against. Because there are times when when that puck carrier is a guy that you would rather have taken a shot than, for instance, Patrick Kane on the offside and allowing him to take the shot. Now, if it's Patrick Kane coming across the blue line and he's with, I'll just use a player, uh, Ryan Reeves, I'm getting the stick off of Patrick Kane's, yep. uh, getting the puck off of his stick as quick as I can and getting it to the other guy and make sure it never comes back. Yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah, and, and those are things like you talk about, all those little details – they will go over the next day and they will take a look at them. And, and that's all part of the process of learning. So we're in a situation now where the question becomes, and you're a current coach, former leader in the room. How do you turn it around? I mean, do you go back to the simple things? Do, does DeBoer walk in the room and say, all right, guys, we need to relax. Um, you know, sticks might be a little tight. Uh, let's just go back to playing basic hockey. We have Arizona tonight. We all know where they are in the standings. They don't have their best defenseman on the ice. Let's get physical. Let's get early. I don't mind a penalty or two, but let's show them who we are. Is that kind of a message that you deliver? You don't look at the jersey of the opponent that you're playing anymore. Um, you know, and again, when you talk about their best defenseman being on the ice, and he hasn't been on the ice for three weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they've actually <laughs> they've got, been they've got him well. in. They've got him in a storage room in bubble wrap, trying to get a first round pick for him. <laughs> so, uh, which I believe that that will happen. Um, and it could be, man, it could be another team like Edmonton, even though they picked up Ekholm yesterday. Um, but anyway, um, you approach these games. From now on to the playoffs, and I'm, this would be a, a leadership group thing, and you know, the coaching staff can say it. But again, they've been listening, even though Pete DeBoer is a brand new coach, they've been listening to him every day for the last four and a half, five months. Yeah. So, you know, at this point, um, I think the the coaching staff feels, I would say they p- feel pretty comfortable. Um, I've heard Jim Neal say it. I've heard Pete DeBoer say it, talking about Jamie Ben and, and, you know, the leadership group here. I think they're pretty comfortable with their leadership guys and and so that that's where it starts with me and and you approach every one of these games like you're playing the boston bruins or you're playing tampa bay or you're playing the colorado avalanche it, it doesn't matter the jersey that you're seeing it's about us defending and and they're a very good team overall this year um defending um and you know the the big thing is is there's some guys that got to get going you know, and, and we talked about this a few weeks ago and I was like, don't worry, they're, they're going to get going. And, and so this is their time now. And I, you know, and Joe, Joe's in that category. I mean, even though Joe Pavelski's picking up, picking up points and he's a good player. I know he, he's probably sitting there frustrated, wishing he could add, you know, five, six goals in the last, you know, seven or eight games. It hasn't happened like that for him, but, <clears throat> and that that's put on by himself. I mean, he's been around long enough to know and um, you know, but, to me, this is a, 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 it's not one of these team meetings that, oh my God, the sky is falling. We're not going to make the playoffs, but to put it bluntly, guys, we get our shit together. 
And we got to get back to the way that we've been playing in the middle of the season. Um, let's start playing with the lead because we defend well and we, we can, and we've got a good goaltender. So let's put an emphasis in my, in what I would say, let's put an emphasis on the first five minutes of the hockey game. Let's set the tone. Let's put, you know, let's get seven, eight, 10 shots in the first five to 10 minutes. And, and let's pin teams back and let's wear them down. This, this Arizona team, there's been a lot of teams that have taken them lightly and they picked up a lot of points yeah. in the last you know, 10 games. So yeah. I would think that that would be floating around in the room. Like this isn't the Arizona team that plays out of a high school building in Arizona. And they're, they're a bank for the rest of the NHL, you know, just picking up salaries and just moving players out. There's some players there that care. And um, you can see it's like the, you know, pushing a boulder up the hill for, for these guys. And the whole world says we're this kind of team. And so they're playing with some balls and, and they're trying to make a statement. So, and all those things, I think, you know, they, they should, they know where they're at. I I have confidence in this group after what I've seen all year long and watching the way that play, watching the way they can come back watching the way that um, over the past 60 games, when they've been down in a couple a couple of games they've been up and lost leads and, and found ways to scratch and claw back. So, you know, like I said, between 20 and 15 games, you know, you get your game back in order and you go into the playoffs on the right note. My only fear is, is God, I mean, you, you look, I mean, by Monday we could be almost, I mean, if, if, if they continue, well, this, you're going to talk about where you could be in the standings. Aren't yeah. You? Yeah, I am. <laughs> I am. Well, that, 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 that's what you do. That's what they can't do. Right. There's you, you look at them and we're in first place in our division. Yeah. Points percentage, probably not. I'm, I'm going to guess Colorado maybe in point percentage wise, um, maybe first place. But when you look at the standings, we're still at the top. Let's stay at the top, you know, and all we can do is, is, is win our games, <clears throat> you know, so They've got winnable games and they've got, they've got measuring stick games. I mean, you look at that weekend with, with Boston and Tampa, those were measuring stick games. Mm -hmm. So, and you know, you're, you're hoping that you don't have people come into the room today and tomorrow and go, man, look, look at all the moves that's been going on around us. You know, they, they picked up a good player, you know, we'll, we'll see how that, you know, we had a good opening game. Yeah, bring some speed. Yes. And on the other side, I don't know if you got to see, but Gariana was great last night in Montreal. Yes. He had seven shots, I think. Yeah. He was flying. So it may be just something for Dennis that it was a time of change of scenery. And and he's able to kind of re not reinvent himself, but get a, you know, now he's got a chance to to make an impression and, and he did on his club and he's surrounded by a bunch of young players. So yep. um but I think, you know, Dananov, it'll be interesting to see if he can continue to play that way after his initial game. Because he's been on five man, different I think, teams, I think. Yeah, five or six. <clears throat> five or six, and he's played about 470-some games or somewhere in that neighborhood. Yeah, had a massive year in Florida. Yeah, so, you know, and again, he's got speed. He's got he's got mad skill. You saw the goal that he scored. That's yeah. what he can do. Um, you know, maybe he's got... Uh, you know, and again, he's got enough. He knows he's going to the playoffs, at least, you know. Right. So, you know, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for him. And I was fully expecting, I know it sounds crazy, but I was expecting Gurionov to come out flying. I think he needed a change of scenery. I'm happy for him. And I hope he can, you know, become more consistent and, you know, 
I think it's a good trade for Montreal because they get a guy that they can control next year if they want to. Um, and if he stays consistent, they got themselves a 20-goal scorer. But I just didn't – I never thought that it was going to have a happy ending here. So I think to get something for him um, and to free up some cap space over the summer, if you want to do that, I think it was a good move by Jim Nell. Yeah, I mean, it's hard on a player when, you know, the phrase is gripping your stick. And, you know, when the number one, the puck's not going in the net for you. Yeah. When when you think it should. I mean, what, what did he have his first year? Didn't he have like 20 goals or something like that? Or yeah, I mean, he goals? was, yeah, he was off to a, a great start. What I liked about Dennis, too, is for those that don't remember, he, you know, the difference between Gurionov, and this is why I don't like the comparison to Nichushkin. Yes, they are both from Russia. Nichushkin forced everyone's hands by not competing in a combine and by saying, put me in the NHL or else, um, or don't draft me. Whereas Denis Gurionov played well for Team Russia and World Juniors, but wanted to come up the right way and came up through the ranks. Obviously, he was a first-round draft pick. And so when he came to the United States, he played for Texas and worked hard down there to learn English got a special tutor and wants to embrace, you know, English as a language as well. So I, I think, you know, yes, he was inconsistent. There's no doubt. But I, I think, you know, at the same, at the same time, he was never forced the star's hand um, for whatever it's worth. I heard he was a very good teammate and, you know, now he goes on to Montreal. So. Yeah, it's a frustrating. But what I, I was I was gonna say, you know what? And then you come in the lineup, and then you come out of the lineup, and yeah, sometimes you play, you know, three shifts in a period, and and then when you don't have a shift or have a good a good shift, or, or you know, you 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 blow a chance, and then you don't play for the rest of the period, you know, you, you're on that short leash, and and then then that gets in your head, and I think it got in his head. He had to yeah. have a perfect game. He had to do this. He had to do that. So. You know, again, it's, it's a chance for a young player to go and reset. And right. and so, you know, good on him. And hopefully he takes advantage of it. And, and Montreal, they're, they're looking for players, man. I don't sure. know if you go to – it's, it's a great market. Yep. The, 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 the fans understand where the team is, and they know that they're in a rebuild mode, and they're looking at youth, and they're giving – and they will give players a chance. And so he's in a good spot. Yeah, absolutely. Some good young talent on that Montreal squad.